Hello, 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 and welcome to For the Record, episode number 63. Happy Friday, everyone, or happy Monday, Tuesday. I don't know when you're listening to this. I'll control your life. At least I don't think I do. Um, all right, and there, right on cue, is my attempt to be funny and fail miserably at it. All right, cool. Regardless, hope you're having a great day. This is episode 63, and this is with... Um, Andrew Oliver of the band Icy Stars. Now, I have to say that it was an absolute pleasure to talk with Andrew and to talk with this band. I've seen these guys and I've been to their shows, listened to their records since they were, and I say this in the episode, since they were like 15 years old. Like, they're, they've been going at this since they were kids. And they they released a record this year called Treehouse, which is, um, it's a fantastic record and it's very different from anything that I'd ever expected them to do. Um, but it still really retains who they are if that if that makes any sense at all anyway it's out now on sumerian records uh we talk a lot about it in this episode i will for like um give a warning to everyone the audio in this is not amazing we recorded it in their dressing room it was after their set had finished and um there were no tables in in the dressing room since they cleared everything out so the microphone was literally it was the blue snowball microphone that i am recording this intro with right now that i had placed on the floor um right near them so it picks up the audio you can hear it i did everything i could to adjust it and mess with it and really bring it up um unfortunately there's parts where i'm heard more than where I'm not that I'm heard more, but I'm heard a little bit louder than Andrew is, and I do apologize for that. But I tried to be as quiet as I could so that it would pick up everything he said. Um, that's the excitement and also the downfall of doing stuff uh, like when you are doing podcasts in live music venues because it's not always accommodating for stuff like that, and there's a lot of gear you have to carry around. And you can go compact like I did with just my laptop and my um, blue snowball microphone. But if uh, it doesn't always it doesn't always work the way that you want it. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. And it's the case where the audio is just not uh, what I'd wanted it to be at. But the conversation was still very good. Now one of the other members of the pan came in. <laughs> Um, oh, poor guy. Um, one of the other guys came in, and he looked like, I mean, before we even started the interview, he was just sitting down with us, and he was, like, nodding off. Like, he was, uh, he was exhausted when we were, when I were outside and met them. Like, he was laying down, uh, totally tired. Andrew was awake. Um, the other guy decided to come with us. Um, I'm completely blanking on his name, and I do apologize. But, um, the interview was with Andrew and sort of with him, but he nodded off halfway through and I because it was really quiet eventually when we were back there and the band stopped playing downstairs and he just passed out and they had been they've been touring for so goddamn long and they play really hard so it was really funny and we and um Andrew and I laughed about it when we were doing the interview so hope you got some sleep man I really hope you um are feeling a lot better um because you definitely look like you needed some rest um, anyway, uh, tired of wanting to read all the time but never having the time to do so? Use Audible.com. Audible gives you access to over 180,000 top-notch and high-quality audiobooks, allowing you to just put your headphones in your ears or over your ears and listen to them. You can listen to your favorite books anywhere you go, on your commute, at the gym, when you're on a break at the office, literally wherever you want. Visit audibletrial.com slash shamelesspromo to sign up for a free audiobook and three thirty free 30-day free trial. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash shamelesspromo for a free audiobook and free 30-day trial. All right, episode number 63 with Andrew Oliver of IC Stars. Here we go. Oh, 
And there's one more thing that I forgot to add to this. This is mainly for Bay Area residents. Um, there is a show that I would like to plug that is going on tonight and tomorrow. Um, I'm fortunate enough to say that I work with the incredible team at Live 105 here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And tonight, December 9th, and tomorrow, December 10th, is our Not-So-Silent Night 2016. Night 2 is sold out, but Night 1 is tonight. And if you are going to Night 2, I'm still going to say the lineup, because obviously, I, I, I mean, I want people to know how awesome this is. Uh, tonight is headlined by Blink-182. Um, with support from Empire of the Sun, Jimmy Eat World, Glass Animals, Capital Cities, and the Strumbrellas, Strumbellas. And then tomorrow night is headlined by Green Day with openers Bastille, The Head and the Heart, Fanagram, Catfish and the Bottleman, and K-Flay. Um, I just want to quickly say just how stoked I am to be able to work with an event like this. And if you want tickets and more information, the show is in a few hours for the first night. But go to live105.cbslocal.com for more information. Thanks, guys, and have a great weekend. This is the only reason I didn't do it outside is because this is a uh, podcast that I do. So I, um, no. I'm just fucking oh, around. Oh no, you can, yeah, yeah, you can totally. <laughs> no worries. Um, this is a podcast that I do, so I try to like get it in as quiet of a place as I can with a microphone and actually ask questions about the music. So, um, yeah, so um, that was a fucking kick-ass show tonight. That was great. Mm-hmm. I've seen you guys over the years in many different incarnations, and so it was rad to see you guys back. Hell yeah, man! Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you very much. back. Definitely. I bet, yeah, but I mean, given that you've been doing this 50 days, you're probably ready for, ready for a nap. Yeah, <laughs> take a nap for about two weeks. <laughs> Are you guys doing anything crazy, like, when you guys, when you guys have a tour like this big, where it's not just a, we're just going to go support a record, it's we're going to go support a record, and we've got a massive lineup consisting of everyone on our bill that's doing, like, sold out night after sold out night, like, what is kind of the, the mode of decompression after something like that? Um, I'm excited to get home and work on music in peace. Nice. And just, like, that's kind of hard to do on the road. Yeah. So it's like... There's life A and then life B. (laughs) This is life A. Definitely. (laughs) Or B. I mean, I still do my shit out here, but it's like, you know, I'm excited to have, like, absolute peace, you know? Oh, yeah. But, uh, just, yeah, just get back to the, uh... The other side of this whole thing, you know, I'm just 
for sure. Of course, family and friends help make you feel just completely back to normal, you know? Yes. Yeah. Right now, it's just it's just a wild lifestyle that we're all just very used to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you guys have been this for years. Yeah. I saw you guys when you were, like, all 15 in some... I think the first time I ever saw you guys was at a venue in Las Gatas that was called The Venue. You guys were touring with Amorosa and mm -hmm. Our Last Night, and you guys were just, like, you were my age. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, these guys, like, have a solid career. This is rad. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I did... A big thing I wanted to talk about with you guys with was Treehouse, which was the newest record, of course. I have to say that after listening to it, it was not what I expected, but it was in a very good way. Like, it was it was this, the melodic sound you guys had had, but very much... I mean, it's, it's cliche to say someone's matured in their music, but I really sincerely mean that, and it sounded like, obviously, when you guys played it, it fit. Um, given that you're a band that I think it's fair to say changes up your sound with each release, but you still stay consistent, what inspired the tone and the idea behind this record? Well, uh, I think it was a really big turning point. We were, you know, we were making the very first like true member changes that we've ever gone through. Yeah. And I think that we all just, along with making those decisions, we decided that we were really gonna try to make something that was, you know, something that we could really be proud of. Not that we, not to say that we haven't been proud of our albums before, but it's like something that we'll be proud of ten years from now. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And, and really to keep that in mind, to really think about, you know, just everything that our band has meant up until now. And I don't know. I just we wanted a very modern sound, you know, and we wanted something that, because after I mean, when you're an artist, you're constantly changing. You know that. I mean, that's essentially what impacts your music to change is you as a being changing so it's like years after you put out an album I promise you'll it just you just start feeling like it, you need to advance the sound so definitely it's just that's really what we were going for just honesty you know in, in the artwork yeah I mean well that was actually one of the one of the later questions I actually had that really played into that was what do you hope your fans take away after listening to Treehouse and seeing you guys perform the songs from it live. And it sounds like a, a record that you guys, like, that you can look back in 10 years on, we're really proud of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's timeless. I mean, we listen to, you know, we listen to all sorts of stuff, and we listen to a lot of, a lot of stuff from different generations, and it just really inspires us to, you know, want that for our, our you know, our, our artwork, you know, that it will stand the test of time. Just yeah. Because, you know, um, I don't know, yeah, but you said the word mature, and I think that's just something that came very naturally, because, you know, maybe what we're all listening to just is kind of bringing that upon us, you know, we're all different, and pulling different influences, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just been, it's been, it's a melting pot, you know? Definitely. So. Well, one of the things I always loved about you guys was that you were able to, as, and even as, like, the electronic scene of music started to kind of progress and change and do this weird shape shift. You guys were able, were, I think, other than maybe Breathe Carolina, were one of the only bands I could ever see that were able to take metal music, pop vocals, and then mix that with, like, grimy dubstep music in a way that I was like, holy shit, this actually works. Like, <laughs> there were so few people that I could ever see do that. I mean, 
in terms of the way you guys, I mean, in terms of the way that you guys write, where you're saying there's a bunch of different influences, how do you pull all of that together and say, okay, this piece goes here, this piece, and, and make it work? Fight each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say we fight each other. We, we do, you know, we all, we all write individually, and then she just... You know, I mean, like I said, it, like everyone's influences. The, it's that great struggle. I guess like the compromise is, you know, the most important part of being in a band. You know, and just yeah. looking each other in the eye and being like, you know what, you're fucking right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even even when yeah, like twenty four hours prior, you were like fighting for your idea yeah. to the death. You know, it's just you got to make decisions. You know, you gotta things have to advance. Definitely. It's like part art project, part business, part family. Like, all three of those well, things. Well, I mean, honestly, it's like, I guess this album was the least that it felt like business for the longest time because we spent so much time writing it. Like, wow. So much time. We were, I mean, we were off tour. We did not step foot on the road for a year. Wow. So, I mean, that really gave us time to not only write music, but to get you know, do other things and, and enlighten ourselves in different ways so that when we got behind the board it was really, like, something to be excited about, you know? Definitely. I guess you just, we've been doing this forever. Yeah. And we've always had deadlines, so they're just, that wasn't present. We for sure. We're just gonna disappear for a while and see what happens. And Definitely. It's, it's good to be back at it and, and happy with the work, too. Hell yeah. I mean, given that you guys had the lineup change you had I mean there was a significant change in that sense how long was it until you guys were finally I mean after writing after all of that able to finally get into the studio and start laying the groundwork for what the record was going to sound like a couple of years yeah jeez wow <laughs> it's weird because I mean we were writing before we even made the member changes we did like you know we wrote some songs and then <laughs> And then we started writing again after the changes. It was like those, you just I've never scrapped so much music in for an album, which is fucking insane. Because usually we are just getting to eleven songs. So you notice every record we've ever put out has eleven songs, and it's yeah. kind of an ongoing joke because it's like, you know, it's kind of an odd number to have on an album, and uh, it's because that's literally what we get done. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't, aren't, we are not a band where we have like a bank of B-sides, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, we've been cranking them out, we've been going out on tour, we've been hustling, and then this time we were like, well, with this crazy ass change happening in our lives, like it's about time that we like take some time to figure out how we're going to do this for 10 more years, you know, because yeah. the first 10 have been a fucking ride, man. Yeah. You know? I mean, I as I was kind of looking back and refreshing my memory on um, your music and just kind of your history, there was all sorts of stuff that I was starting to remember, like the like the whole Falling in Reverse tour, all that stuff. I was like, holy shit, that happened. I totally forgot about that. And so it was like, you guys have had... So did we. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, you guys have definitely, like you said, it's been a ride. I mean, that's, it, looking back at all of that, Information, I could, I totally make sense. So, mm -hmm. I mean, what do you guys envision in the next ten years, if you can? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know, man. Just, it's getting more exciting to, especially now that we're like, it almost feels like a new band, you know, just with the lineup changes and the new sound. For sure, it's something that I, uh, 
I'm just excited to advance because I think it's going to be even more consistent than the last you know few releases. It's, yeah, it's. I, th- I think that it's like it's taken some experimentation to get to where we are, you know. And I just think it's such a broad range of genres that it's like it's so hard to get bored. Anything. Oh just, yeah. There's just so many. There's so many different. There's so many different subgenres and different influences that we explore every time, and it's just. Now I feel like we are gonna end up being one of those B sides. <laughs> We're gonna have a fucking bank of tunes just because like we are we have that many minds on it. Now. For sure, you know it's cool. That's awesome. Um, on the past two records you guys have recorded, you worked with Joey Sturgis, and before that there were two records with Cameron Mizell. This time around, I saw and just from my looking at the album artwork and all of the liner notes and stuff, I saw like about four different producers each with each on different batches of songs whether they were maybe producing or mixing and mastering specifically what prompted the idea to work with multiple producers and kind of do do that well it was like the Frankenstein approach <laughs> for sure you know we like to try other people out and you know say somebody produces a record I'm always he gives 110% in that department and then if you give it to somebody else to mix it he's going to give 100% in that department so it's exciting to, for us to kind of like continue the collaboration even though the music's done or whatever. Yeah. And then when these guys get their hands on it, it comes back as kind of something refreshing. That's awesome. <laughs> get their own spin on it and stuff. Very nice. Pleasure. Um, um, I, well, I got stoked when I saw Eric Ron and David Bendeff both on it. I was like, holy shit, this sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's that's the, that's the fun of it for us. Yeah. Is we previously to you know, this era of being signed, we were, you know, kids looking up producers, and we were jacked about Bendith when we were younger. Yeah. We were stoked on Joey Sturgis, and we were, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, uh, it's fun. We're not looking for somebody that's like, that's the fuck, I mean, and we're not not looking either, but. Yeah. No, we, we rather, like, we're gonna keep opening doors because it's just like, um, it just makes the sound refreshed, you know what I mean? Like Definitely. It, it, and it makes it exciting for us to just kind of take it different steps. Yeah. And I mean, we also have different, like, I mean, there's just different producers out there that take a different approach, like an entirely different approach than everybody we've worked with. Exactly. So it's like, even now, like, I'm excited one day, maybe not, I don't know if it's going to be this next record or the record after that, but it's like, I would like to record an album very organically and see like how it comes out. Just see what happens. So like, you know? like little. Just like I'm, a lot of these producers we've worked with, their sounds are very like produced, refined, and huge. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. And I'll, I, I've kind of got this like new love for like s- records that sound like they were recorded in an abandoned house or some shit. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. Just kind of. You know, it's like taking something huge and putting it in a tiny speaker box. You know, like the yeah. X, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of the XX. But it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, bands like that take, like, a huge idea, like, indie rock, and then they, like, they bring it down to its bare bones, and you're just like, fuck, this song is so good. It doesn't even fucking matter that it's this... It, and you, you start to lo- love the novelty of that. that yeah. It's, that it's such a small thing going on there and raw raw is definitely better, rather than small it's yeah. still big you know but 
Anyways. Awesome. No, I, I feel that approach with, and you're either going to love me for this or you're going to slaughter me for this, but I like, um, I feel that approach with the white stripes. Oh, oh it's just man. literally, the only reason I say you slaughter me is because there's some people who hate that band with a burning passion, and I'm just like, okay, whoa. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's literally just a drum and guitar, and it's, it's as bare as it can possibly be, and yet they can still make a song out of, like, ten notes and three chords, and make it, like, one of the biggest songs in, not necessarily in the world, but just in history, because people remember it yeah. Yeah. That'd be an interesting approach for you guys, considering all the little like electronic things that are really into it. So yeah. I'd be excited to see that. Um, given uh, the term treehouse, what does that term represent for the as a whole for the album? If there was a symbolic meaning behind it, or uh, I mean, it really has to do with our unit of humans. <laughs> That's such a weird way to put it, but no, like, we fine. got a we got a great solidarity going on in Detroit. We all we all moved into a home and put this, you know, put all these minds under a roof for the last, you know, year and a half. And that really, uh, that really shaped the idea of like, hey, like, this is all of us like making commitments, putting our hands on one project, you know, and, and just seeing what the hell happens, you know? Yeah. It, it really was, uh, it's just about, you know, unity and stuff like that. Just, just getting, getting, the best work out of out of out of a really hard situation. You know yeah. What I mean, like, member changes aren't a, isn't an easy thing to go through. Yeah. So it's just like through that we unified, which is you know to us we'll, we'll always remember that. You know. Definitely. I mean, the I mean, speaking kind of what you said that was interesting because I feel like the lyrics were very on that record were very melancholy but in a very overcoming and hopeful way so you have the title of treehouse that with the meaning that you just said and the lyrics that felt like they were very like you like you guys were definitely going through something so yeah, yeah. um was a lot of that content fueled by the lineup change or was that by relationships or was that i mean i, I wouldn't you know i wouldn't doubt that there are some lyrics on there that are about you know that very situation yeah but i mean well, I mean, can't, I can't say they are all, you know. I was, yeah, yeah. There's just, it's just all over the place, you know. Devin, Devin's, it's, it's you know, me and Devin wrote, you know, primary, we split this whole Jonah up, and it's funny, it's like, <laughs> he'll write an idea for a song, and then I'll write an entirely different arrangement, and then we just come together and just fucking figure it out, you know. And, yeah. Um, it's really funny how, like, he'll write a verse, and I'll write something, and then it just kind of, like, somehow these words kind of make sense with each other and we start to like think about it more and just it's really strange man we have a really strange approach to this <laughs> but it's like uh i don't know man it's it's you have to put your life in the words you know it's the only way you're gonna write them you know it's a very it's a very uh i know people that write fake situations like they tell me they like they're like yeah you know for the sake of the song like, I thought that it'd be cool to write about this. And fiction's great. I read yeah. fiction all the time. But that's never been the approach for me, you know? I mean, it's always been about real shit and sometimes what's going on in, like, the world and shit. And, and that's just... It, that's what comes naturally. To, for sure. To both of us. Nice. This will probably segue... This is the last question I got. Um, but um, I ask this to every musician that I interview as a way to kind of close things out. And I give this preface because it's such a broad question, but what does music mean to you? 
<laughs> I told you it was broad. It's broad. It's very broad. Um, I God, you know, I, I mean, it's just everything that makes up our lives now, you know. And yeah. For our squad, it's really unique because we grew up around, you know, my dad and my brother who both had bands while we were, you know, just little kids and stuff like that. Okay. Officially lost Brian. It's, okay, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, don't worry. Oh, don't even sweat. <laughs> don't even sweat. But yeah, uh, honestly, man, it's just you know, like growing up around music, my whole life um, made it really easy to know what I was going to do for a living. Yeah. You know, some people have a family business that is handed down to them, and my parents were both, you know, they chose pretty alternative paths which kind of put my family at least in a really tough situation so it's you know following your dreams does have a price you know sometimes oh yeah and uh I don't know I I just wanted to take a different approach to the you know to the music business yeah because uh to me it really I I truly believe that the music business is is not really what people say it is, you know, it, it's so easy to get caught up in the money factor, you know what I mean, but it's like, to me, the real artists out there are just pure power, man, They're, they walk with so much strength in what they do, and confidence in what they do, and so I guess I'd just say music is fucking power, you know? And That's I, a new one, I've never heard that one. It's our fucking voice. It's the way that people have put out their, you know, their, you know, they've overcome all sorts of things with with music and and have, you know, changed the public opinion, you know, and I don't know, it's getting really fucking, it's getting really crazy right now, so it's like this kind of stuff matters. Yeah. You know, it's not really, I don't think it's the time... As much as, as much as I write, you know, we write songs that are just fucking fun. You know, All In is a fun fucking yeah, song for me. I agree. We wrote that. I had a blast writing it. <laughs> but now when I play it, I'm like, I, I listen to the lyrics and I realize how much I am about those lyrics. And just how much my life is just balancing on music and how much I, I give to it, you know, with, for sure. with these guys. So, yeah, man. That's, that's what I gotta say about that. Beautiful. And uh, lastly, where can people find you guys online? Uh, you can find us on Facebook uh, slash IC Stars Music. You can find us on YouTube a whole fucking bunch. <laughs> and uh, I'm always on Twitter acting weird, so <laughs> IC Stars Music. Awesome, man. Stuff. All right, well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. Hell yeah, man.